0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard.
1: The Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here for the last uh, session of podcast at IoT World, and I'm here with Ashwin Ramachandra and Jadish Inger, who are both working for uh, Saskin. So guys, tell us a bit about what you guys do. what are the, I know you guys work with smart homes and wearables and etc. What do you
0: guys actually do? Perfect. Uh, so fact, I'll give this a shot uh, and this over to Ashwin. Uh, so we think of ourselves as a, as a chip to cognitive company. Huh? Yeah. Right. Uh, so, essentially, we think the future. Everybody talks about Internet of Things. It really has certain building blocks. You've you know chips. You have devices that be, that are smart that have compute capability that have connectivity capability you know there's some kind of an edge architecture they work within yeah and then you have the cloud the data analytics going on in the cloud and then mobile apps right so we think this set of competencies coming together is what will build digital systems of the future right? Yeah. And, and that's kind of where uh, our play is uh, so i run the digital transformation side of the house uh, i run that practice And my colleague Ashwin here, you know, runs our embedded and R&D side of the house that has all the devices and the connectivity expertise, right? And and we kind of work across verticals, the auto industry, industrial, uh, consumer devices, the home, you know, wherever we see these digital disruptions going on, uh, our solutions are limited in in all those verticals.
2: Where would your biggest area be? So, uh, so we're we're 26 years old. I mean, just has to continue that. And we've been around for 26 years, and uh, we've uh, we work very deeply with the semiconductor vendors to take a sort of a dive, deep dive into the uh, into the embedded part. Work very, very closely with uh, semiconductor customers who sort of make the chips. So we really understand how the chips are made, and you know how how what, what really gets the chip going. And we follow through that into the various segments that these guys sell into, right? So these guys would typically sell into mobile phones, so we work there, so we've got got mobile phone customers. Uh, they would sell into the automotive segment, so we've got automotive customers. They would sell into consumer electronics, so we've got consumer customers, and so it follows through that way. Uh, so those are so sort of centric over there that the embedded business starts out from the semiconductor as a core, and then we follow through on that. Uh, the IoT follows a similar model in the sense that the chips still, you know, the, inside every IoT device you still have a chip, uh, and these comes I mean, all of these chips come from these guys out there, and then we. The follow through is not that straightforward because. Uh, you could do a segment from a wearable perspective and that would be like a consumer segment. You could do a segment from like a, like an industrial thing so that would follow through in the industrial segment as well. Right? So that's how it works. And uh, i right, to give a couple examples. Yeah. Right? Think
0: of a wearable a consumer wears. You know, we have some examples here in the booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately can't uh, show on the audio podcast yep. but you know, you feel free to take a look around yep. it, Right. And it could be a smart helmet that uh, somebody working in an open pit mine wears. Right, that enables him to do a better thing so uh, you know, to Ashwin's point these use cases cut across verticals but the building blocks really are essentially the same and are your clients worldwide? absolutely so you're yeah. a global company and um, what about security
2: of your devices how do you make sure data is secure? yeah so uh, security is absolutely key and uh, see so if you're looking at uh, so what, what really drives it right? you're looking at connectivity the moment if you don't have connectivity, a device is really secure because it's all by itself. And the moment you add connectivity to a device, you're really providing a door for somebody to come knocking. Yeah. And uh, you would assume that most of the people who come knocking are polite, and they are. But there are a couple of them who are not, and yeah. you know, and that's where it would uh, you would sort of expose yourself to uh, to attacks and stuff like that. Uh, so, prim- so how do we do that? So we've got a smart, uh, you know, there's a telematic solution out there, which is you know another instance of the IoT going into the uh, into the automobile world. Um, so, we've got the vehicle gateway, and uh, the way we sort of protect that is a multi layer security approach. Effectively, if you try and access that, it has to be from a trusted application. So, that's your first level. The second level is that if you're able, uh, the entire vehicle part is isolated, you have a gateway out there that sort of isolates the uh, vehicle part. Um, and to be able to go ahead and access that you need to have uh, encryption going down there between these things and once you get into the vehicle gateway between the vehicle gateway and to talk to the individual ECUs like for example you know open the door you know roll down roll down the glasses for example these would be ECU commands that you would issue uh, there is a peer to peer encryption that would that you would use to uh, make sure that you know things uh, the, the the command that's going in is authentic uh, we also uh, have rogue detection, which is if I pull out an ECU and replace it with a rogue ECU and you know flood the system with uh, with, with malicious intent, we have a way of determining that because the the, the uh, peer-to-peer encryption wouldn't work, right? You your yeah. pair keys for that wouldn't work. So this is the equivalent. Of somebody
0: ripping out, uh, you know, an, an example, Ashwin quotes. Somebody ripping out the rare view yeah. camera and, and putting something else there. You can detect. Uh, you know, somebody doing stuff like that. And maybe you can shift as well, the area. That's
2: absolutely. Yeah. In yes. fact, even better. Yeah, absolutely. You do that and uh, so, yeah, it's multiple things. You shut, you shut that down, you degrade the performance, assuming your car has been hijacked and it's taken away, right? You degrade the performance of the car that, you know, it's not going to go any faster than, let's say, 25 miles per hour. And, you know, so yeah. your mechanisms of trying to do that as long as you have the ability to control. So it's multi-layered. There is no one answer. There's no one-size-fits-all. You have to do it in multi-layers. And the, way, the reason you need to do that is people are persistent, you know? They break through. You shouldn't give them access to the whole thing. You have yeah. to have multiple thresholds for them to be able to cross that and detect the fact that you have, each of these thresholds could get breached. Yeah. So I guess
1: if one, if one of your levels is breached, you have four levels more,
2: five levels more to try and get through. Yeah. Absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. So uh, you breach the first level, which means you have only have access to maybe read the read the status information. You don't have you don't have the ability to write or to command. Right, uh, I can I can only read if my engine is on. I can figure out the status. I can't turn on the engine, so that will be the next level. So you sort of keep building multiple levels of uh, security. Also, oh, you can't copy as well. You, can just, you, yeah,
1: you can can't copy as well. Absolutely, yes. Because that would be important if you could read the data, but you can't. If you can read only
2: and nothing else, then there's no point. Because right. the aim is to try and steal the data and use it. Right. So, uh, from a, from an IoT perspective, typically again sort of applying that to on IoT perspective at the edge. Uh, there's very little data that's uh, being stored. Most often, you collect, you sense, you collect, and then you shout, so put, send it out into the cloud, right? Yeah. Uh, so you need to be able to figure out that what is coming in is good data. And, you know, it's, so there is there is encryption out there. So it's not too much of, you know, copy, copying that's happening out there. Yeah. You just want to be en- making sure that the data that comes out is absolutely, you know, it is, it's good, and, you know, you can vouch for the veracity yeah. of the data. And also, I guess, we want to make sure that the data coming in has not been changed in any, any way. Absolutely. So that's the next step. So, yeah. so you, one is watching for the fact that the veracity is fine. The second thing is now now you get in the channel. Yeah. If I get in the channel, then can I can I access the channel? Can I, you know, uh, get into the channel and change deep packet inspection as an example, yeah. right? You, you, you can possibly go do that on the channel. Uh, but then you rely on typical infrastructure that you would com- that would come along with the uh, you know with the, with the communication network. If you're using ad hoc communication networks, you're, you're it's you're most susceptible for yeah. uh, to, to attacks. So you actually do rely. You sort of fall back on cellular standards as an example, which is uh, pretty secure for the most part. Yeah. And uh, do you do much in the, in the health tech area as well? Yes. Uh, we do a, we do some so an application of the IoT for us is the, is the healthcare segment. Uh, we have a wellness tracker uh, that we have built out for, as part of the Internet of Things. You know, as one instance of the Internet of Things uh, platform that we have. Uh, we also have sports uh, uh, you know applications fitness for sports apps. fitness yeah. apps yeah. that would come in. Uh, a little bit more from from the perspective of you know we, we have a golfing app which you wear a smartwatch and then you sort of practice your swing. And, uh, you know, you know you, it records the entire thing and converts that, converts your kinetics into, into an avatar, a digital avatar. And you can play that back and figure out if your, you know, if your wrist is not right. Uh, and, you know, you can play it back in slow motion. And then you can actually get very insightful advice on how to correct your call, call strokes.
1: That's great, because I you, you know that when I play golf, I play badly, and if you know how bad my swing is going wrong, it's good to, to see that. So, Absolutely. you know, when we're done with this, you should you should try the app. We'll try it yeah, the app. do the Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, when it comes to Irish markets, have any clients here you plan to move into Irish markets?
0: So, I'll let Ashwin add to this. We work with a bunch of global customers, Ronan, yeah. uh, and a lot of them have a presence here in Ireland. So, uh, you know, how do I put it? We have been here before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We do, our work involves engagement with some of our customer teams here in Ireland. You know, I can't name my customers uh, in in public media, but a lot of them have a presence here in Ireland, right? So there is interaction that goes on that way. Uh, We, of course, you know, thanks to this event, we've met a bunch of people. Uh, We really are looking to figure out how we can directly engage with uh, some of the setups here in Ireland.
2: Well, that's good to hear. On the yeah, yeah, absolutely excited to uh, look at the kind of uh, work that's happening out here. I mean, this is really insightful and exciting. And We're we very keen to start engaging with these guys as well.
1: Yeah, well, there's I know there's a company called WIA. Have you heard of them? They, Spell that. W I A. They they're recently started a company, about six seven months old. Been going probably. They do uh, IOT things, and they won the award earlier in the year at a Launchpad. Launchpad is an Irish uh, okay. centre where you go and incubate, and they won the top award there on the program. A little called Hay Saver. They do uh, farm tech. Ah, okay. And they're they're just starting. No, they just They basically can check basically when you've got farm equipment like the hay. They check when the right time to uh, use the hay and to make sure the hay isn't going to be isn't going to be overused or it won't burn. Sure. So there are two companies, for example, in Ireland that. Shown that IoT has has got a. No, we will explore them for absolutely. Yeah. We look at yes. they've also. If you look at my podcasts, I've interviewed them in the podcast. Sure. One of them was yesterday, and one, one went up a it four months ago. Okay. but they're both nice. showing basically that IoT is a feature and the IoT is great. And thing is, every assumes IoT, they they're worried about it. But these guys showing you, it can be good.
0: It can be a force for good. Totally. So, and uh, you know, I must say, on we uh, met somebody from the Ida yeah. yesterday, and. Very impressed, really, to find out how proactive Ireland is being in terms of making sure your manufacturing industry keeps up with the times. Yeah. You know, if you don't automate, if you don't become more efficient, you're going to lose jobs to a place that can produce the same stuff for cheaper. Right? Yeah. Uh, very, very heartening to see uh, how proactive you guys are. Yeah, well, we're trying our best. And thanks for that. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers.